Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the lineup, Officer Magazine's roundup of this week's police and law enforcement news. I'm your host, Joe Vince, Assistant Editor for Officer Magazine, and with me today is... Your favorite retired Lieutenant Frank Borelli. Good morning, Joe. Let's get right into it. Uh, We'll start uh, in Atlantic City in New Jersey, um, where police officers helped firefighters rescue 10 people from a massive blaze uh, that was tearing through six row homes. Uh, Before firefighters arrived at the scene, um, uh, police officers rushed into the flames and smoke and pulled out five people on their own. Unlike firefighters uh, in these cases, um, these police officers are going into these burning uh, homes without uh, the same type of of protection, and they're going in and saving lives. Yes, they are. Um, But I don't know if this just cut out again or if you were trying to hand that off to me. Oh, I was handing it off. Sorry. Cool. All right. For the listeners, we've had some connectivity challenges this morning, so that was what I was referring to. It, it, it is interesting, Joe, these guys, the, the police officers go in uh, without the same protective gear. But I, I think more importantly, it goes to show, you know, you, you have the, the, the ongoing never-ending battle, right, between cops and firemen. If you put us in a bar at the end of a night, it's usually not a good day. Uh, inevitably, there will be a discussion about who's the bigger hero. And and reality is, this scene, that this particular scenario shows it readily. They both, we both are. I mean, cops and firemen, when, when you put us out there and something's going sideways, we work very well together. Even if we don't, we, we get along like battling siblings uh, off the job. But uh, on the job, you know, we, we do what matters. So I, I think that's the focus we should have here. These cops did a great job. The firefighters did a great job. It's amazing uh, there weren't people killed in a row. Uh, you had six row houses connected. That's a, that's a potentially a lot of people that could have been hurt or worse. And uh, one of the fire officials uh, had said in his uh, 36 years working that he'd never seen uh, anything anything like that. So kudos to uh, these men and women who uh, uh, were out there. Um, moving on to the next story, um, a scary situation uh, out of California. Um there is video of from uh, Stanislaus uh, County Sheriff's Office uh, helicopter of deputies saving a woman who had been kidnapped at gunpoint by her, her um, <clears throat> ex-boyfriend. Um, here is a situation where needing to take down the bad guy while the good guy the victim is is still in imminent danger and you know again you're balancing a uh, such a delicate uh, situation of making sure it doesn't become more violent and at the same time apprehending the person yeah and you know this it's it's interesting after the fact what we don't know and, and, and you know during the incident um these officers did a great job. You, you have a, a, a kidnap and hostage situation. You have children that were involved early into it. 
Uh, one of the children gets pistol whipped. Um, it's interesting after the fact, you know, the, the, the guy finally gives himself up and we find out why it was because he had no position whatsoever. He couldn't even make the real threat of stay away or I'll kill her because he had a replica handgun. Yes. He didn't even have a real gun. Um, that, that's uh, But that's one of those things that they didn't know till after the fact. You, you look at this and was it potentially a, a suicide by cop? Was it, uh, you know, what was this guy really after? I mean, he's doing this this act of evil and he mm. can't even shoot anybody, which is his ultimate threat, right? So what was his intent here? I mean, is the guy just seriously a lunatic, crazy, unhinged, not in touch with reality? Was he looking to be shot? And, and what concerns me is, uh, you know, if you look at the one image, we've got like five officers who all have their guns pointed at this guy. And if any one of them had actually decided to take a shot, potentially killing the suspect with a replica handgun. How would that officer have been judged after the fact? Because the officer didn't know it was a replica handgun. Things like that disturb me about these, but kudos to the officers. Um, and it's very exciting imagery and video to watch, uh, you know, from the aerial overview and everything. It's uh, it's interesting to see how they work, but they did a great job of getting this uh, hostage released and tending to everybody that was uh, injured in the event. And you mentioned the replica handgun. Um, even if the gun isn't uh, something that could fire, uh, again, we've and we've talked about this before, the uncertainty of what that person could do without a gun. You know, does does he have a knife? Um, just he already pistol whipped a child, which, ugh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it... Uh, the gun might not have worked, but there there were still a lot of threats uh, with that situation. Um, but again, good job by the officers there. And, and um, the woman, the victim, uh, made it out with only just cuts and, and bruises. Yep. Uh, next story, uh, going to California, or excuse me, going to Texas and coming back on a topic we've ta discussed before, which is uh, recruitment and retention of officers. Uh, in Texas, a new law that will go into effect in September um, will be changing the age restrictions um, of, to become an officer. Uh, the Hey, uh, stop there for a second. Because, yes. And forgive me for interrupting you, but I don't want to give this away. The title says, New Texas Law Drops Age Restrictions for Police Recruits. When I read that, I thought, okay. So now they're allowing these recruits to take tests at younger ages. In Maryland, where I live, you can't be a police officer till you're 21. Uh, so there's no sense even starting the police academy till you're 20 and a half. So there's no sense taking a test until you're 19, 20 years old. Um, I read this as they were reducing it. Now I'm going to turn it back over to you, and we're going to talk about what really happened and the benefits of it. Well, the the minimum age stays the same in Texas, which is 18. But it is the upper age limit that uh, they are dropping, which had uh, previously been uh, 44 uh, years old. And now um, they're removing that. Um, what do you yeah, what's your take on this, Frank? So I think it's another sign of the challenge we're having with recruiting. Um, I think that a lot of places have had a upper limit on officer age that they'll hire because they're looking at um, retirement and how many years are required. 
And honestly, the viability of somebody who's in their 40s going and chasing down crackheads and fighting on the street and all that. Uh, but I think what they're starting to realize is, number one, if you got a guy who, and I, I use myself as an example, you got a guy who starts his police career as an MP. I started at 18. Uh, actually, I was 19 when I graduated from the MP Academy. Um, and then he does 40 years on the street. So I'm 50. I was 58 when I fully retired after 40 years of service. What sense does it make to say that I, at 55, could still serve, but you couldn't hire somebody at 44 or 45? And I think another thing is, you know, one of our best recruiting pools is people coming out of the military. And you get a lot uh -huh. of people that retire out of the military between 40 and 45, and they've done a career. They've got these great discipline habits. They understand chain of command. They understand uniform presence. They understand command demeanor. They understand all this stuff. Why not go ahead and hire them? in their 40s, late 40s, let them do 15, 20 years if that's what they want to do. We're, we're seeing retirement being pushed back to mid-60s instead of early 60s. And honestly, you get somebody who's done all that time, and they're usually uh, partially vested within 10 or 15 years. Why not hire them at 50? It's making a lot of sense. And we've read stories about deputies still on duty in their 90s. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. as long as the, the duties assigned are reasonable for the, the capabilities of the officer, I think this is a great move. And you point out to the um, the experience that some of these older officers might have coming out of the military. I think just to the maturity um, of life experience and having a, a better handle on who they are. And um, I think they there's a potential of 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 making better officers too out of this and maybe it might be a shorter time, but yeah, I, um, this is great. And also <laughs> being past that, uh, 44 years of age, I, I'm, I, I applaud this. So, you know, and I don't mean to insult those 20 somethings, <laughs> somebody who's in their forties is, is what I would call a fully developed adult. Most of them anyway. I mean, we both know a couple of adolescent 40 somethings, but, um, you, the, the, there's a lot less challenge uh, with somebody who's already lived 20 years of adult life than there is with that person who's either fresh out of college or fresh out of the military trying to figure life out still. And again, I mean, no insult, just reality to me. Next story. And this will probably surprise absolutely no one. It comes out of Florida. Um, a, Low speed chase reaching uh, speeds of up to 15 miles per hour um, was uh, engaged by a Flagler County Sheriff's deputy, a sheriff's deputy um, when he finally stopped the suspect. Um, he observed a torn bag in the man's lap uh, with a powder that appeared to be cocaine and the same powder on the man's face and in his beard. Uh, in fact, if you look at uh, the body cam video, it's hard to tell what might be the flex and what might be his gray. There are actually quite a bit of flex of cocaine. Um, in this case, uh, the driver was trying to dispose of the evidence by eating the bag of suspected cocaine. Um, what surprises me here is that it was a low speed chase. <laughs> if the guy was um, eating uh, the cocaine as he was being pursued. 
Um, well, you know, th- this is one of those things, Joe. I hate to sound cold-blooded, but here's a guy. He thinks it's intelligent to eat all this cocaine and risk overdose rather than being caught with it. I mean, I, honestly, I don't see the trade-off. Hey, let me. my decision is let me see if I can kill myself with a cocaine OD or I'm going to get arrested for having cocaine. Um, I, I Number one, I don't wouldn't have anything to do with cocaine, but if that was me, I don't think I'd make the choice of let me see if I can kill myself with it. Um, this is why we have... Uh, you know, Noxalone, Narcan, and all these cruisers, so we can save the lives of these idiots who try to overdose. Um, that said, and yes, I called him an idiot. Somebody will complain about it. I really don't care. Um, that said, we need to remember too. We a lot of times we see people. This guy was arrested under threat of being shocked with a taser. Uh, when I went through taser training years ago, we talked about something called excited delirium, often caused by somebody who's overdosing on whatever drug. And because they got to this guy soon enough, uh, you know, we, they didn't have that. They didn't have that fight. They didn't have this guy jumping out of his car, rampaging, raging, stripping out of his clothes, uh, you know, sweaty, but cold or hot and dry. I mean, it just is all kinds of, and, and screaming about ludicrous stuff while wanting to fight anything and everything, including the butterfly flying by. I mean, uh, I'm glad that they avoided that, uh, Obviously, this guy might win one of the Darwin Awards for dumbest criminals. Yeah, and um, again, uh, it, it's amazing that um, it, no one was injured in cases like this. Like you said, um, there's sort of an unpredictability and uh, an uncontrolled um, response that can happen to these suspects um, when you're uh, introducing that much um uh, of drugs any kind um, of product, yeah yeah uh next story uh is, this is out of louisville kentucky um a uh undercover unit uh officers were sitting in an unmarked uh police vehicle when um a man came up and attempted to carjack uh the vehicle um the uh, one of the undercover officers uh actually uh fired and shot the suspect um who was taken to the hospital and that's where uh he died um this is something uh, we've been talking about and we've been seeing a lot of across the country um uh you know not just a mistake of uh, uh criminals um you know not seeing, noticing that this is an undercover, unmarked car, but actually uh, ambushing and engaging um, uh, marked police vehicles. Um, yeah, so I think from this jump. is different, Joe. I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. I mean, it's one thing to ambush and engage somebody in a marked car. You know they're the police. You have that obvious evil intent. This might, I mean, some undercover cars, you really don't know they're undercover cars. And again, this is just another Darwin Award. Everybody thinks that, uh, you know, police cars say police cars. It reminds me of a scene. There was a movie. A, in the 80s called Running Scared. It's oh, yeah. Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Good movie. And these morons try to they're they're off duty. I mean they're not they're plainclothes cops, they're detectives, and they're walking down this alley alley, and these two idiots try to rob them with zip guns. And uh, you know, Billy Crystal starts talking to him. He's like, Okay, you can have my wallet, but let me keep my family photos and my driver's license and my badge. <laughs> the guy's like, Oh crap, it's the police. <laughs> 
He goes, yeah, what do you think? We all drive around in cars, say police on them. We all wear uniforms. Okay, you guys are under arrest. So this bad guy still got the gun pointed at him. He's going, you have the right to the beverage of your choice in the jailhouse coffee shop. And then, yeah, it's this great funny moment. But, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You try to carjack somebody. Uh, and I know of a situation in an area where I worked, and it wasn't an unmarked car. Dude just decided to carjack. Uh, it, was a, it was a real pretty Mustang and guy decided he was going to carjack the owner. And the owner happened to be an off duty officer who put about seven rounds through the door and uh, you know, bad day for the bad guy. I, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, you would hope, I would hope that uh, it was a really, really well done unmarked car and not one where you, you just knew it was a police car and a guy was too mm-hmm. stupid and another Darwin award winner, but yeah, I mean, I'm, nobody's going to lose sleep over the guy. You try, you tried to commit a crime. You tried to carjack somebody. You you threatened to kill him, and oops, it worked out the other way. Not losing sleep over that. For our final story, uh, we'll end in Florida, and again, this probably no surprise uh, to our listeners that this is coming out of Florida. Um, hey. There's people everywhere, not just in Florida. <laughs> this is true. You know, um, I say this having uh, spent, having lived four years uh, down in South Florida. Um, that was a long time ago. So maybe it's changed. Uh, and these headlines are just uh, um, uh, unfortunate. But uh, oh, please read that headline, dude. This is fantastic. <laughs> the headline is, uh, quote, pink vibrating device falls from pants of man who stole sex aid. Uh, and there's a video, a body cam video that accompanies this where indeed you do uh, see the the personal care device uh, uh, on the ground as the man is arrested um, by Flagler County uh, deputies. Um, he had, he was accused of shoplifting um, uh Sex, sexual aids, um, as well as condoms, and lubricant uh, from uh, a target. Um, and uh, let's uh, his what was hey, the reason? The I, reason I tip my hat that? to the guy. He couldn't spend Father's Day with his wife. That's the yes. So he stole the sex accessories to use with her since they missed Father's Day. And, and one of the which, best excuses I've ever heard. For shoplifting, <laughs> anything, and what's not uh, uh, said in the story, and I'm not sure is why f- with Father's Day was it because they wanted to hopefully create a kid so they could celebrate Father's Day next year. Um, well, no, and- not if he stole two different <laughs> kinds of condoms. That's true. The co- yes, and and a bottle of Climax Control Spray. So. <laughs> They weren't trying to make any kids. They were just enjoying themselves. And again, you know, all right, that, that's the greatest excuse I've ever heard. But, you know, and, and this is nothing new. It, it, my wife actually runs a drugstore and she's like, oh, people steal stuff out of the quote unquote personal care aisle all the time. Um, we, we arrested people back in the day. Uh, we arrested one gentleman who had a very large anatomically correct vibrator. Um <laughs> But there was no batteries in it. He had put as probably about a hundred half gram rocks of packaged crack in it, thinking nobody was ever going to touch it to even begin to examine it or search it. Uh, but one of the guys I worked with did he didn't even slow down. Um, so 
I can't even call this guy a Darwin Award winner. I mean, he's not even a dumb <laughs> criminal. He, he he had great motivation. He's going to you know enjoy his wife, pleasure his wife, whatever. Uh, but shoplifting's wrong, even if it's for all the right reasons. And uh, you know, when it starts falling out of your pants on a traffic stop, you might have a problem. And you shared that little uh, anecdote from uh, sort of a past life with you. I'm I'm just going to drop this uh, I, news and information to you. Back in the day, I actually uh, worked as a sex advice columnist uh, on my college newspaper. So I, I can certainly um, understand this man's desire to... To want to make sure his wife was satisfied. Do you remember our earlier conversation about people in their 40s being fully formed adults and people in their 20s still trying to figure it out? Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that observation uh, as it might reflect on anybody who's in college writing a sex advice column. (laughs) There's an experiential difference there that we can't measure. Now... We've gotten way, way off track. I, was that our last? Was that our? That was our last. That was cool. That was our last week, story. man. Dumb criminals and sex toys. There you have it. Uh, we're signing off. Please uh, come by next week. And while you're um, listening to whatever podcast you are, check out um, Officer Magazine's other offerings. We've got Undercover Dad. Um, Officer Roll Call, Commander QA, check it out. Uh, we've got quite the podcast network going, absolutely. And if uh, you want us to discuss something in particular, email us. The email is editors at officer.com. Uh, everybody stay safe, take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the lineup. Please remember the opinions voiced are not those of Officer Media Group or Endeavor Business Media, but only those speaking those opinions themselves. Thank you and stay safe.